Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC-free, which means it comes with a work-safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll-on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right, or you need uh, their number two that get your day started right. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're quality, uh, lab tested, third party tested. It's all good. Go check them out. Happiestmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com and tell them that the Thinking Project sent you. All right, what's up, everybody? Before I introduce my next guest, wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's uh, following me on Facebook uh, in the group, everybody who's following me on Instagram. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to the show on Apple, uh, please consider leaving a rate and review. Those help me out a ton. And without further ado, let me introduce Santos Hawar. Um, he is a local hip hop artist and a local business owner. Uh, he's got music on Apple, uh, Spotify. You can check out his Instagram at Santos Hawar WW. And uh, we had an amazing conversation just about what, what it means to be in the hip hop game in Salt Lake, what it means to be a business owner, what it means to do both at the same time, his experiences in this game. Uh, and we had a really fun conversation. So go check him out on Instagram, go check out his music um, and enjoy this conversation. So please welcome Santos Hawar. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Oh, what's up, Santos? What's up, man? Sorry, dude. It's all I'm going to put this on. Uh, you want a water? Uh, sure. Do take one. Fancy. Yeah. Well, they're on sale at my local grocery store. One time we, uh, <laughs> one time we did a review. Do you know who Bucked Up is? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, bucked up is like this energy drink company for anybody who doesn't know, but they had a sale at Mm. my, um, grocery store and I got like, there was like two for five. So I got like, I had, I had a podcast, Uh but I I knew him really well. And so we did like a a taste test, like nobody'd had it. So we did like a live taste test on my podcast. Luckily it was good. Everyone was wired up or what? Yeah. 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 We were, dude, (laughs) we were rolling. I was like, so if it's crappy, it is what it is, man. (laughs) Yeah, you I know drank what I'm some saying? coffee right before this because I was tired. Dude. I went out last night. I don't usually go out, honestly. Yeah. I just stay in. <laughs> but last, but last night, night, it was But it. last night, we went to uh, Trolley Square, this new art gallery, actually, from uh, okay. from Texas. He used to play for the, the Utes on the football team back in the 90s, and then he moved back to Utah. Okay. And he has this cool little art gallery at Trolley Square, and it was completely dead, but I was like, whoa, this is like an opportunity to start doing shows or something here. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool, man. It's really cool. So he, I've been to Trolley Square. They've got a lot going on over there. Very like, uh, very like hipster stuff going on over there. Like there's a pen, there's a men's like, it's almost like a haberdashery. But like, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I even know that word <laughs> makes know, me, makes you know word. that I know yeah. I, it's just like a men's, <laughs> but they sell like really expensive pens there. The only reason I know is because one day I was like, uh, I got a new job. Um, and I wanted to get a really cool pen, uh-huh. um, but, and they have like really nice, like expensive pens. Like you could get a pen for like, there's a, they're like Mont Blanc pens for like 150, $250 wow. pens. They were really cool. That's bro. crazy. I almost got one. It makes a difference though. I've used maybe one fancy pen and I was like, the ink just flowed. Like it was, I don't know. It has really? a different feeling yeah. to it. Yeah. It, does. That, it is dude. It's you really good. You almost don't want to use it. 
You're like, it's going to run out. <laughs> yeah, because refilling those are ridiculous. We're good, school. Okay, cool, man. Well, all right, Santos, this is a podcast is for you. So thanks for joining me, man. Yeah. Um, I know you're a local artist. I know you're, uh, you have, uh, at least you're freelancing. You got a little gig mm-hmm. on the side. Mm-hmm. So um, to start wherever you want, man, like how did it get, how did this all get rolling? Yeah, so it was probably 20, uh, excuse me, 2009, actually, when I started yeah. like putting myself out there musically. So I actually started, like, I was a boys and girls club kid. I actually became like a, I was kind of their poster child for a while. (laughs) It was kind of funny. That's cool. Yeah. Like if you go to the boys and girls club at uh, Midville, like they have these like news articles and things about me in there, but um, they had a music studio there and I've always loved music. Like since I was like 10 or 11, I started like rapping in my backyard while I was on the trampoline. And then finally I heard about the studio and I was like, all right, I got to get in there. And then, yeah, that's when I like started to put myself out there publicly. I started doing shows. I started selling mixtapes to my teachers in middle school. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So ever since 2009 is when I fully committed to this whole music thing. Like, really? Yeah. Just put myself out there in the public. And obviously, you know, people... You know, like anytime people do music, people people get discouraged because people judge you or say things or whatever. And like, I just never cared. Like, I always just was like, whatever, like, yeah, I'm just doing what I love. (laughs) And that's when it all started, really. Yeah. So what what do you think um, made you fall in love with all of this? Um, I think the biggest thing was expression, being able to express myself. Yeah. Um, Back then. As like a teenager, I like the whole like attention aspect of it, obviously, you know, like with the girls and just like doing shows or whatever. (laughs) But like now that I grew up, my more mature answer is, oh, I was able to express myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) but but that's part of it, right? You kind of go through the stages. I always tell people, you know, when they get into something like business or um, or, you know, music or something, you always, it's almost like you all, you almost start for the wrong reason, but you stay for the right reason. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of people, you know, that have started, I think podcasts, music, whatever. Yeah. And if they don't have that reason, it's like, they just stop and then it just yeah. dies. It just never grows anywhere. Right. Cause it gets tough. It yeah. gets tough. But yeah. yeah. What, what are some of like the toughest points you've seen in like your career? Cause it's been a while, man. You've been going yeah. for over 10 years. Yeah, exactly. I think it's been uh, maybe the resources, like the financial resources yeah, um, to like really put behind the music. And then, uh, yeah, I think just mostly that, mostly that being able to go to the studio because there was a time in there for maybe two years when I started college, like in 2012, 2013, I didn't do music as much because I was just doing school. And then like I... Uh, didn't have access to the boys and girls club studio no more. Cause like after you graduate, you know, you can't, yeah, okay. you, know, you can't yeah. go no more whatever. And so for like a little time period, like I was trying to find studios, you know, and now I'm like, Oh, I have to pay for studio now. Yeah. And that's so, tough. yeah, I mean, that was kind of the hardest thing I think. And then, yeah, I think that's just really it. But I've always had that passion and grind to just be like, where can I put myself? Like, where can I go do stuff? You know? Like, yeah. I remember, um, I just remember back again when I started, like there used to be like these local shows. I don't know if you've ever met Travis Vallejo or VO. Um, No, you know what, though, as you say that, it sounds familiar, but I've never met him. I don't know too much. So he was super heavy in the in the hip hop scene. He was like a promoter. And I remember when I was 15, like 
I was doing some of these shows with him at like, I don't know if you remember Moe's Bar and Grill. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember Yeah, that. so uh, those were my first shows. And I remember just being like, I want to be there. Like, I want to put myself wherever I can, yeah. wherever I have an opportunity. Like, that's why I reached out to you. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. just like, yo, like, I appreciate people that are doing stuff already. And it's quality. And so I'm like, I want to reach out, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it never hurts to ask and try. So that's the mentality I've always had. Yeah. That's really cool. So you started this whole thing, um, in the boys and girls club studio, like they had a studio. Yeah. Man, it sounds like they have like all around stuff. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah. They had like a, they had a pretty good setup. I mean, we were using like garage band, but at that time they had a grant. And so they were able to like buy like a Mac computer and like a, a nice microphone and they had a wow. little booth and yeah. it was a good setup. It was a really good setup. And a lot of the kids didn't really like use it, you know, like I was yeah. one of the main ones that was there every day. Yeah. And so they were just like, Oh, well, if you're going to be using it every day, <laughs> you have to like talk to these rich people yeah. and give tours. Like I used oh, to really? give tours for like people that donate money to the boys and girls club. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was funny. Like I was, at like galas, like performing my music to like yeah. convince these rich people to donate money <laughs> to the Boys and Girls Club so we could stay open. Like, yeah, it was interesting. Man. That's good. Though. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's good. A little exposure for you. Right. It's yeah. kind of like uh, when a lot of people start, you know, you kind of do a lot of trades. Yeah, exactly. To kind of get everything going until you can get it up. 100%, you know, and it was funny because back then my branding was a little bit more hip hop, more like street, I guess. And yeah. That like kind of took it away right away, like performing <laughs> at galas in a tuxedo. Like I couldn't be like this. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I wasn't, yeah. like I wasn't, uh, I started accepting like, okay, I can't be a yeah. hardcore person anymore <laughs> or whatever, which is cool because I learned right. about a lot of things, right. you know, like. I don't, all my music is clean since 2009. Okay. And it's because of the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. They, we couldn't <laughs> swear, you know, but I'm glad because like to this day, I still don't. And okay. that makes it super easy for the radios to play my music. So there you go. Yeah. For, I mean, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> it seems like you've kind of uh, changed your style a little bit. Has, mm -hmm. has it, have you, have you gone through any like evolutions like that as far as like starting in hip hop and going anywhere? Yeah. 100%. Okay. So I started in hip hop and now I'm mostly focused on like Latin based rhythm and more Latin, that's cool, uh, more man. Latin artists. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I know that that's a big, I mean, that's a big community here in Utah, mm -hmm. especially in Salt Lake. So I'm sure you have, I'm sure you get on the radio all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. You know, it's been, yeah, it's been a yeah. long time coming. Like it's taken me a long time to get to that place, but yeah, we've had like three songs that have gotten on the radio. One of them was actually with UA. Okay. With the the last one. Yeah. I the last one with UA. Yeah. That we did together. That one got on the radio too. Just that cool because of the history I already had with the radio here, the, the Latin station yeah, here locally. Yeah. And so they were just like, Oh, here's another dope song from you guys. Like from you, like let's put it on. So yeah. I like you the duo, man. When did you meet those guys? <sighs> man, it's been like four or five years. I think I met them at a show and we never, we were just, we just connected on yeah. like as, as friends. And like I was mentioning earlier, like there's not a lot of people in the, in the music that you can just like connect on a more like personal level. Okay. Like, hey, sometimes it's just surface music. And yeah. We're just it. musical. Yeah. Yeah. And with them, like we were just friends from the beginning. Like I never from the beginning was trying to get a song with them or anything. I just let it naturally happen. Yeah. And that was what was great about it. So, and it finally did. So 
That's cool. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because those guys are really talented. Yeah. And they're very, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, They're very active. And I told myself like, if I'm going to do something with someone out here, I want it to be someone that takes their craft serious. Yeah. And you, the duo certainly does. Yeah. You know, and I, and, and I can tell you, you know, from your following and from what you got going on, you do as well, man. Thank you. I think there's something really, and people can tell, right? Like there's something really special about when somebody cares about what they're doing. You can mm-hmm. tell the difference, right? Oh, I yeah. think that's why the, it's the difference between like mom's cooking and not, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like trying to make this, that's because the missing ingredient is love, man. Yeah. It really that's what is. I say. That's what I say. Though. It really, it really is. is. It really is. I never understood that mm-hmm. until you actually like have a, <laughs> like, you know, the difference and you can have an experience, right? Yeah. You can what go to it? a restaurant and like, there's something missing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, but it, it depends. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's mom. But, but everybody, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but that's, what's beautiful about the, the music industry is like, you can, um, like I can like you, I can like you, the duo. There's so many people that I can listen to and uh-huh. support. And that's kind of why I like, I, I will, I like podcasts. Um, I like businesses because, you know, um, especially small businesses is because you can support so many, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a like really broad scale. So you mentioned like you went to school, what'd you go to school for? I actually went to school for, uh, like multimedia. Okay. I forgot the exact name, but I yeah. was doing a little bit of radio, I learned a little, that's where I learned like how to do Photoshop and like basic okay. audio uh, editing and video editing. So I, I learned a little bit of everything in the multimedia and then I ended up dropping out, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but I, I was there for a minute at what, Salt Lake yeah. Community College. Did you end up picking up any of that stuff back? Pick that stuff. Oh yeah. Up. Yeah. Well, I use all of that in, in my own, uh, marketing, you know, yeah. I do all my own, you know, graphic design, video editing, yeah. like Obviously, when it gets a little deeper, like in a, like for like a music video, I'll hire someone. Yeah. But like little like recap videos or just yeah, basic stuff, yeah. I can I can edit it, you know? Yeah. So I'm always hands on as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though, dude. Um, and one of the things, though, I don't blame you for dropping out, especially if you're going to do like multimedia. Mm-hmm. because like that's and and like digital marketing and yeah and graphic design dude there's so many ways you can learn that without although it's all the college isn't that crazy like expensive right yeah it really is so yeah. so it's kind of win-win but i don't ever blame somebody for dropping out of college and like and it's going to do their own thing with college that's yeah, true dude exactly that's true yeah. yeah it's an interesting thing because they're having to adjust now right the colleges they have to because yeah. they don't they're like losing people like especially slick they had like they have a high turnover rate yeah. Like they don't retain people. Okay. And so they were trying to figure out like, how do we keep people here? Like, how do we update our classes? How do we da da da? Cause I was talking to, yeah. I can't remember who it was. I think it was like, a. they were, they were a part of the student council or something and they uh-huh. were telling me all this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like people can just go on YouTube now and learn it on their own. Like we don't need yeah. to go <laughs> to this yeah, class. Especially like Photoshop an and. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You really don't. With these outdated professors that are like teaching these old programs. It's like, what? <laughs> Paying how much for this? Yeah. Yeah. For real. yeah, yeah. Well, outdated programs. And then the projects that they have you do, like at least I noticed some of the time um, was like they were outdated projects. Like we would never have to do this. In yeah. Real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we should be like creating logos and doing like real editing and like Mm -hmm. learning how to like hold the camera as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's pretty cool. And I think some colleges might do that, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely some parts. Yeah. It's interesting what's happening right now. Yeah. So, so how, I mean, what made you want to go into that along with music? Um, I think it was just the fact that 
it was the closest thing that kind of like connected music, yeah. like the whole radio stuff and the multimedia. Yeah. But I think it was just being able to have those tools for my own self. Cause I, you know, a lot of people would tell me like, you know, we live in a generation now that like for, well, the radio teacher used to say like back then we used to have like 10 people working in radio and now maybe there's four because those four now are doing everything else that those other people are doing, you know, making the promo videos, this, that. And so it was just like learning those skills that I needed to yeah. know anyways. Yeah. So it was all good timing that I kind of went down that field. When I first started though, it wasn't multimedia. It was like, I forgot. I think it was psychology or something. I don't know. Okay. Oh and yeah. Okay. You switched. It. Yeah. You switched. So I, was like, I was like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> so I think a lot of people go through that where they don't know For exactly, sure. you know, we're just told to go to college, but we don't really know why. Yeah. And we don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, and it could change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I did the same thing. Like I, I went for like business management and then I switched to sales. And then I realized that doing both of those, you didn't need to go to college to do either one of those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to go. Like Weber offers a professional sales degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't really need to do that. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I, I worked, I worked at a, I worked yeah. at a, you know, sales organization where we had somebody from, you know, had that a professional sales degree. And, um, I mean, making the same as somebody who didn't, because you don't need to know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it might've been like a quicker learning curve for the guy who had a degree, but yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So you talked about your evolution from the boys and girls club and your experiences there. Mm-hmm. It kind of changed you from your hip hop, changed you to the music you're doing now. Yeah. So Along that road, who musically influenced you? Honestly. Artists. Yeah. To kind of go to where I'm at now. Yeah. To be honest, the easiest answer is Pitbull. You know, um, even though as much as like he kind of became this pop artist that anytime you heard on the radio, you just turn it off. Like, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, he got a little too commercial or whatever, but his career, how he first started was he was in the whole hip hop world too. And then he started slowly converting over to like Latin market and then he crossed over and then he was able to do both. So honestly, Pitbull has been a big influence in like my style, yeah. of like transitioning from kind of that rap, you know, world yeah, to, I mean, to he the did Latin a, world. He did it very well. Yeah, he and did. Pitbull's a great person yeah. to look up to. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, because yeah. I was just about to say that because he does his music and he does like, and he's a really smart business guy. Like, yeah, he's yeah. got his own product. Yeah, he's got Yeah, he's he's been like on that. a couple, um, he's been on a couple like shows that I've seen like entrepreneur shows and, and yeah. dropped some like really cool stuff. I'm like, holy cow. Dude. Yeah, he has his own he's academy, like yeah. his own school and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. What is Florida. that? So he has his own like private school that focuses on um, sports basically. Okay. In, in like the middle of his old neighborhood, like a really bad neighborhood that he grew up in. He built this yeah. huge new school and wow. you know, they have the education part, but then they have the whole sports thing next to it. Wow. And it's just like, that's, that's amazing. To help people, to help people. The yeah. Next I mean, generation, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to get a scholarship too, is through, is through sports, is through like music and yeah. that's great, dude. So I was like that, that inspired me. Cause I always back when I was in the boys and girls club, that was what I wanted to do. I'm like, I know one yeah. day 
I want to open up my own like boys and girls club type thing. Yeah. To help the next generation because of how much it helped me. Yeah. You know, so that's cool, man. As cliche as it was or whatever back then. Yeah. No, dude, it works though. Yeah. That's that's way cool. So have you always lived in Utah? Yeah. Okay. I I grew up in Salt Lake City in the Midvale Sandy area. Yeah. That's great. Well, the reason I ask that, like, I'm always surprised where where pe- where I meet people and uh, where they're from, like, because I'm not from Utah. I'm originally from Iowa. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, and we've only lived in Utah for probably six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so That's it was crazy. just a good spot to be in to nice. start a podcast. What was <laughs> really? What yeah. was what was like the deciding factors that really? Oh, moved dude. over here. Um, it was a girl, huh? Nah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it was my wife. It was my wife. It was my wife. I served I in it. I served in LDS mission uh, in St. George. Oh, and then when I got home, um, she was out here in uh, Utah. She was from out here, or she moved? No, she here? was from. She's from Illinois. Oh, and what? so then she moved out here. Oh, and then I just followed, and then Salt we just Lake? stayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then we just stayed out here, and then we were like, all right, well. You know, it is what it is. The Midwest is very uh, much like manufacturing and, and farming. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, that's not who I am, as you can tell. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not definitely. that those are, that's the wheel, that's the wheel that keeps the country turning, but, but that's, I couldn't do it. Dude. It's definitely a different construction, like, whole different world out there. It is, I weird. believe, like, nothing's like not even close out here. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never been out to the Midwest. So I don't, I mean, I've seen documentaries and I have a, like, yeah. a visual idea yeah, yeah, of what yeah, it kind of yeah. looks like. And it, it all looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. They're about <laughs> 10 years funny. behind in everything. Nebraska, Kansas, yeah. Iowa, That's Missouri. Especially music. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah no kidding. I, I, met, I met a lot of people, though, who wanted to, like, get into the music scene. Really? It's so hard out there. You got to you gotta get, you got to kind of get out and come, like, Salt Lake's a great place. You know why I like Salt Lake? <laughs> Dude, because when I meet people like you, I'm like, there are so many artists in Salt Lake who are just slept on. Like, yeah. for some reason, if you say you're from Utah, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's it's true. It's very true. I think yeah. we're 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 getting into a good space now that yeah. the city's growing, that we have a lot of potential just because of yeah. like, you know, how close we are to California. And, right, right. And a lot of, the, you know, just like we're growing. Yeah. So, so I think there's a good opportunity coming. We're not there yet. I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> well, dude, you're getting close, though. I mean, everybody yeah. in the mute that that scene's getting really close. Yeah. And I, I honestly I mean, I honestly think, though, Utah won't be that state for a few more years, maybe 10 yeah. years. I don't think Utah will ever be a music capital. Sure. Sure. But, I mean, we're close enough to California and Vegas and these other places that are already like entertainment, you know? And yeah. 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 So I think, honestly, that's my that's where I've been at in my mind. It's like I, I I've been, for example, like I just booked a couple of shows and like they're out of Utah. Cause I'm just like, dude, I'm yeah. You like, can't book everything in Utah. Yeah. yeah you gotta I've already go. done it. Where, where are you going? Um, so I'll be going to Florida for uh, November 20th for nice. a music festival out there. It's their okay. first year ever doing it. It's like an art festival, kind of underground. They're still growing their first okay. year Cool in Fort Lauderdale. That's great. And then, uh, and then I'm working on Fresno for uh, May 22nd and then Salt Lake, May 21st. Okay. So yeah, back to back on that one. That's cool, man. So um, what is it like? What's the process like getting booked at these venues in the end for these shows? Honestly, it's just networking online. You just got to know people. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's what I just, they don't teach you in college. Bro. No, they don't Never. teach you any of that stuff. <laughs> and especially online, like people are sleeping on networking online, like, you know, I used to be that I used to have that mentality of like, 
oh, there's nobody here in Salt Lake or this, that or whatever. Right. It's like, honestly, what I did was I just added random people that looked like they were <laughs> DJs, artists. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. talk to all of them, right? Sure. But I start building a relationship with them online, you know, start yeah. liking their stuff, start commenting. Eventually I get in the in their DMs, start just talking to yeah, them. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it just connects naturally. It's just like if you're meeting someone in real life, but Oh, <laughs> online. And I just started talking to a DJ, you know, and yeah. and I seen that he does like a little Latin night in Fresno or whatever. And he's just like, dude, I love your stuff. He's like, I saw it on your story because there's a lot of artists that are like, oh, I don't want to annoy my viewers by posting the same video that I've been posting for the last month or whatever. Right. But it's like somebody could see it that hasn't seen it before. And right. they can potentially open up a door for you or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's what happened. This DJ saw it and then he started showing love. And then, you know, the other day we got on a call and he's just like, dude, he's like, you should come out here. Your music would be perfect for the, you know, for the crowd, the set. And I was just like, cool. And that's literally how I've gotten most of my opportunities yeah. out of state, <laughs> like in L.A. and San Jose have been just from. Just, just meeting people. Randomly talking. Yeah. Yeah. Just randomly like talking. To that's them. right. That's right. That's like when your parents said, don't talk to strangers. Yeah. Now you have to. And now you have to. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way you got to do it, dude. Exactly. So. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Bro. Yeah. And just building a genuine relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously just like you can tell in person when someone's not being genuine. Right. You can tell when someone's not being genuine online yeah. for the most part, for the most part. I think, I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. And what are what they say? Yeah. Know? What are some of your keys to networking like? What do you try to focus on when you, when you network? I would say, um, focusing on just like bringing value, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah. like Gary V. Yeah. 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 How he talks about like the, what is it? The right, right. Or the give, give. Yeah. And then ask or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it always is just like, how can I help? Like, is there anything I can help with you? Like, how yeah. can I reshare something? Like, you know, just approaching them. Like, how can I help you instead of like, right. Hey, can you put me on your show? And then they're just like, who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you, why are you messaging me? Like, yeah. you know, it just turns them off. So I just like approach them just casually. I just, you know, just have a, like a conversation with them, just yeah, build a genuine yeah. relationship and then, you know, after time, then they're the ones that are like, oh, like I never send them links. I never, you know, like spam them or anything. Right. And so, yeah, I would say just being genuine and just focusing on the relationship first and then going from there, you know? Yeah. And then giving your service like, oh, look, this is what I can do. Yeah. And sometimes some people are like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'll let you know. And then there's yeah. some people are like, yeah, let's do it. Like. Yeah. Dude, you're cool. Like, I like your vibe. Like, yeah. and they don't even know you in person. Yeah. And they're just like, I love what you like, what you're about. Like, how can I help you? So, right. Cool. Right. Well, I think that that's like the biggest thing as well, you know, is when you just start helping each other. That's how we mm -hmm. talked about uh, meeting Dre before this, Dre Rocket before this. And that was kind of what happened. Like, his and I relationship, like, just kind of started out of thin air. Like, he did a random giveaway to like all of his followers. Mm -hmm. And, Dre at the time had, I don't know, 12 or 1300 followers at the time. Uh -huh. And like, he was like, Hey, you won. I, I didn't know that it was real. Like, Dre, you, you didn't believe I was, it. I was following Dre cause I like you 92. Yeah. And he was like, you want a $25 uh, 
gift certificate to the cheesecake factory. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, I thought it was spam, bro. Yeah, and I was like, you thought uh, it was fake. I was like, but and then we started talking and <laughs> and uh, you know we you know reposting stuff with each other, kind of like what you're saying, just grew very organically. Yeah. And then one day I asked him to be on my show, and then it was a wrap. Like he came on my podcast. We. We sat down for almost two hours. Yeah, he's a really then, smart guy. Yeah, Dre's, yeah, Dre's a, he's great a good dude. guy. He really is. He, is. he yeah. really is, man. Did how, Now, how did you... We talked about this a little before, but how did you meet Dre? You, you were at the... I was at a... It was like a showcase at Echo, okay. the nightclub. And uh, they had judges there. And I was like the only Latin artist at the event. Everyone else wow. was doing hip hop. Wow. And uh, he was one of the judges. Okay. And... You know, I was just building that rapport because I've known Dre for years. Like I've never, okay. I've never met him. And I told him when I met him on his podcast or when I went to his podcast, I told him about that, that I remember like seeing him on YouTube and like MySpace, yeah, yeah. like way back then. <laughs> he's good, dude. He's, yeah, he's, he's involved, always, bro. He's involved. Yeah. yeah. He was, he's always been online and I've uh-huh. never gotten to meet him. Yeah. I had a different mindset back then. And then when I met him, I told him all this, you know, and I saw him at, he was, he was judging or whatever. And I went up to him, you know, personally shook his hand and met him and he already knew who I was too. And then we just built the relationship from there. And he's yeah. just been such a giving person. You he know? is. He is. And uh, like, I do believe like what you put out there is that you give back. So everything he's yeah. gotten, he deserves 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially Dre. with the job. That huge, he got yeah. Huge shout out to Dre, dude. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Absolutely so, wonderful. That's cool, man. So I have a question. Kind yeah. of going back. So you talked about having to book some of these shows outside of Utah. Mm-hmm. So which I understand, I get you want to be everywhere you can be what what do you think salt lake what do you think you need from salt lake to become bigger and have more opportunities here because there's a huge hispanic and latin population here and the music blows up here all the time like that yeah um is it too competitive already no i wouldn't say there's that much competition i mean there is a lot of other latin artists I don't know, man. It's uh, <laughs> I I don't know. Like I, that's something that I'm trying to figure out. But I, there's yeah, a lot of things that yeah. go into it. I don't know. You know how they say you can't be a prophet in your own land. Yeah, I think that's another big factor too. That you know, um, it, that is weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, a lot of these promoters, and maybe you know, I'm gonna say it. So maybe if they see this, like we can start <laughs> taking some accountability. Yeah, a lot of the local promoters don't want to pay the artists. You know, they just want to, hey, let me uh, pay you an exposure. But it's like, I can't eat with exposure, you know? (laughs) And like, I get, I get like, there's artists that are just starting off, you know? And like, it makes sense to give an an artist an opportunity. Hey, we're giving you the opportunity. Okay, that's cool for a few couple of times if you're just starting off. But someone like... You know, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I've been no, doing but this there's for this a point. Long. Yeah, there's yeah. a point when you gotta. There's a yeah. point where you want to, you know, start like um, making something more sustainable. Right. And so I think a lot of it is, I don't know. I think it's just, I mean, it's growing. I think it's just growing. Yeah. It's yeah. very limited on the DJs that are out here, the clubs that are out here. There's not that many options. Right. So I feel like I've already kind of done all of them, and. I would I wouldn't say it's a full mistake, but what I did was I was just taking shows like left and right. 
yeah. without any pay. And so now it's like, oh, this other promoter heard that you didn't, you know, like, uh, that yeah, you didn't, you didn't charge paid, him. Yeah. So they're going to get you for free. So that's where I like messed up. But so it's kind of hard to try to leverage. Like, like go back where it kind of go yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's that's where it's at here in Salt Lake. But good thing is, for example, with the show coming up May 21st, the this promoter, he's new in Utah, too. He's probably been out here a few years and he's from Vegas. And, okay. and the way he approached me was just like, how much do you charge? And then I told him right off the bat because these last, uh, I would say the last year I've been investing more into my show and my performance. Yeah. So I've, I have two backup dancers with me. I have, you know, a DJ with me. I have a live band, but I mean, the live band doesn't play every time with me. Sure. Sure. But I've been just growing my performance so I can leverage like the value that I'm bringing to the show. And so with this upcoming show, um, opening up for baby bash, like I was just like, this is how much I charge because I have to take care of my people. And he was yeah. like, cool. Yeah. And he did it. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, sweet, you know, Roll and, and right then, on, dude. Yeah. and then there's these other promoters. <laughs> cool. Yeah. There's these other promoters that they're just like, they laughed, they they've laughed at me, you know, when yeah. I, when I've asked them like, Oh, this is, is there going to be any pay? And they're like, how much people are you going to bring? And it's like, uh, well, it's like, you know, like, okay, you're making a great point, but it's like these other, these DJs or whatever that are also playing at your gig, they're not bringing people like they are and they aren't, you know what I'm saying? Cause like in the club settings, especially if it's a local DJ, it's like people are there to party. They're not there because of the local DJ. They're there for the music and the party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't think we're there just yet where we have like DJs that are just with their name slow, like solely bringing people yeah, just from their name. We're right, not there yet. Right. Well, yeah, it's definitely got it. We definitely have to have somebody in uh, Utah who's got a lot more connections. Right. But Hey, they're doing, have you heard of Soundwell? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's knows Soundwell, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they're doing some crazy big stuff there too, dude. Yeah. I've interviewed a few of the artists who, who are, are big in Soundwell. But. Yeah, and that's a cool. See, that's and that's another example of it being a good platform for for starting artists. Yeah, but there's no pay in those shows, you know. Okay. And I get the whole like, well, you as the artists need to like invest in yourself and bring merch or like find yeah, other ways sure. to make money. Okay, sure. okay, I get that, but it's just like, where do we? How do we create like a foundation? You know, like, yeah. I'm not saying like these artists need to get bit, paid big bucks, but like there needs to be some sort of, cause someone's getting paid in there. Yeah. The artists aren't. <laughs> right. For sure. Someone's getting paid. I didn't paid. know that. Oh, there's that people. sound getting, well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know the artists weren't getting paid. Yeah. Like, I know not. a few, I know a few who perform there quite often. Yeah. And this might, you know, this might shake. I've been, I mean, I've had this conversation with other local artists, you know, that I've told them, you know, like. You need to start valuing yourself a little bit more. And this might ruffle some feathers by saying that out loud, right? <laughs> that artists aren't getting paid for those shows, but you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a very fine line. It's <laughs> definitely, you know, you like, you brought up Gary V and his big thing is like, you know, start doing stuff for free. Yeah. Oh, you know of course. Of right. Course. But, it, but yeah, there is a line. I, yeah, I, I can definitely see when like, you know, uh, you know, it's just, it's definitely difficult yeah it really is it really is because it's yeah i i I can see exactly where you're coming from and i I don't know you can jump in and cut me off because i don't want to ruffle any feathers either but (laughs) i think it's kind of a utah vibe too though 
I mean, we've lived all over. We've lived. Yeah. We've been. You know, I grew up Portland. Nice. Yeah, <clears throat> Oregon's in, really good. Back in the eighties, we were going to you know uh, Tacoma and Seattle to see all the shows, and down in California. Yeah. And then you go to Vegas, and we've we've I've took my kids all, all over the place, and I think that Utah has a kind of a I don't know. Yeah, they, we call them we call them bottom feeders, man. Well, and they just they don't <laughs> recognize that you have to pay to play. Yeah. Like you know yeah. when like you're talking about the promoter that coming from Vegas, uh-huh. he knows he's gonna pay. Yeah. He, right. I mean he there's an expectation that you're gonna make money for what you do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you're like the one promoter you said how much, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, yeah, that's uh, yeah, what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and man, it's it's hard. It's just hard, right? It it's is just, hard. It's just difficult. It is difficult because I think, yeah. I think one of the things though is I, I've actually ran into this. Um I've heard about this happening though, is like, you know, and I heard of it and I rem- it reminded me of what you said when uh, you said, you know, you can't be a prophet in your own land. Cause I, I've also heard a ton of people who start this music journey, mm-hmm. whether they're hip hop artists, Latin artists, um, pop artists, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, they kind of get laughed out in their friends group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. oh, why would you do that? Like, that's, you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, a definitely. very weird dynamic, you know? Definitely. Whereas like, you know, in, in Oregon, it's very like, uh, it's very normal for somebody to want to become an artist. Yeah. And and, and it's just a cultural difference, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, and I'm not knocking anybody like, but, but if you, if you were saying, Hey, I want to start a band or I want to be an artist, I want to do something like in Oregon, they'd be like, for sure. Go for it. Right. Yeah. Um, Iowa, same thing, but Utah, yeah, it's weird, dude. They really knock on, I, I don't know, maybe it's changed, but that's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah, for sure. I think, Did you ever go through any of that? Yeah, 100%. I think Utah culturally isn't there yet. We're not. Okay. Yeah, we're not there with the art and all that. Hmm. But I don't know if you've met or ha- um, I haven't actually met her just yet. Sarah, Sarah Beethoven. Uh, I haven't heard. You know. She, so she works a lot with the community and does grants and so forth and so forth. But Man, she's so smart. I haven't even met her in person, but like we, she was doing like this, um, not a podcast, but she was doing like an Instagram live on Sundays, like brunch with Sarah or something. And she would interview different people and, and, um, she's just so smart. And she's just like, yeah, she's like, right now is a good time that we need to start building, um, like a good relationship with like the tech companies that are coming here. Oh yeah. To like yeah. help raise like arts and like music here yeah. in Utah yeah. because it's lacking, you know? Yeah. And I'm looking her up right now. Sarah who? Uh, Beethoven. Uh, I don't know how to spell her. Here, I'll listen. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. She, just, that's she, crazy. She coming up? <laughs> I don't know. S A so while, while he's looking that up, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are there any specific clubs in town that cater to the Latin music? Yeah, there's so funny enough, you know, because of the one, the population of, uh, you know, Latin people in Utah, a lot more places are now like having their Latin nights. Right. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's way more Latin nights. Pretty much every club out here has a Latin night that's now. Cool. It used to be maybe just one or two. Right. You know, and now it's like every club you can think about has Latin night <laughs> or a bar or, a, or something like that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's growing, you know, they, 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 uh, they're understanding that there's a demand for it. Yeah. And like some of these veteran DJs or promoters or whatever they told, they tell me about how, 
back then, like there were some clubs that were like kind of low key, like racist and like didn't want to do certain nights. But uh, now that the demand is there and the money's there, oh, well, we got to have yeah. our Latin night. Well, you know? yeah, now we need to expose those ones and get those guys out of here. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Which I haven't, here. I don't know them or here, met them, okay. you know, but yes, I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you. The, the accountability. Here. Yeah. Now you can't, you can't start making money off when you wouldn't do it in the first place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I, I think. I, I believe that. Uh, and I, like, are you, are you pretty familiar with like Russ and his story? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. And well, like, when you're telling me this, I, I think of Russ all the time. Yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. Like I, hats off to him that he came in and made a lot of people feel uncomfortable because he was addressing a lot of these things that artists go through. Yeah. And he was yeah. confident about him, but the, because he was exposing a lot of these things in the music industry that really go on right super shady and yeah super shady and especially like us talking about it now to an extent it creates an accountability of like we need to start changing this we need to start doing something about this you know well you know what's funny is you bring that up and i actually made a video on this last night Mm -hmm. uh, that i kind of blasted this morning but it was about the decentralization of of uh like music. Mm. Um, so there's already a few artists who are like releasing their music, like on blockchain. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, have you heard of NFTs? Like mm-hmm. non-fungible tokens. Okay. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole on that. Cause like it's something I'm super passionate about, but uh, there's a way to do that. Like um, it's very new, but one of the avenues to like, is to like, you know, release your music on this blockchain to basically cut out the middleman, right? 100% cut out the middleman. Like your song, your song becomes the business, that song's business. Uh Right. And it, and it will automatically execute any contract that you program into there. Right. So like if you buy a song, you get the royalty. Uh, If they want to use your song for something other than what you intended to use it for. um, If it's not built in there, they can't do it. Or if you build like there, they like buy the song and they want to use a ringtone. You put a ringtone, then you program that into this smart contract, right? Oh, this is a very high level view, by the way. This can this gets really technical really fast, but dang, um, so that sounds like the future, dude. It, it really, I mean, there's already some artists who like are exclusively releasing it that way, yeah. So that like they're guaranteed to not like there's no plagiarism when you release it that way. Wow. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like nobody can be like nobody can pirate your music. Nobody can go yeah. on. You remember LimeWire? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I <laughs> love LimeWire. <laughs> That's one, right. I didn't remember what the other one was either. Oh, uh, there was there was a few of them. There was a couple. That's you know, funny. That was like, standard. You just how yeah, many hundreds could you get in a week? Dude, and uh, yeah, and how many computers did yeah, you go through? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you were risking your computer. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know if you ever experienced it where you like thought you were downloading this song and then it really was like Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. And it was, I did not have sexual intercourse. <laughs> or like Soldier Boys cranked that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you ever got those yeah. ones. He was the first ever YouTube internet rapper. Oh, yeah, he was, dude. And that I was awesome. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. But he used to like, Title his song, other titles, I'll put them right. the LimeWire, <laughs> and then you would get spammed. He was like yeah. the first troll. He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick Roll, you Rick Roll, you bro. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. It's crazy how far we've come. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it a trip. But anyway, I was I was mentioning that because I actually was talking about Dre with with that. La- talked to Dre last night with that. I released a podcast uh, this week about uh, you know blockchain NFTs, all that stuff. Nice. But it, it's gonna change, like. Um, have you heard any, have you heard of NBA top shot? Mm. Okay. So top NBA top shot is this NFT thing. Okay. You know, they sell like they'll sell these digitally 
authenticated and certified like clips like lo, like lo, lo, there was a video clip of lebron dunking a basketball uh-huh. uh that sold on nba top shot for like 300 grand what and but they like own it's like a digital trading card oh my gosh but like it it's really cool and like uh yeah. logan paul um made five million dollars in a day by selling 2,500 of his NFTs what? that gave like some value to it, dude. It's unreal. Like this is definitely not going. Okay. Anywhere. Now this, yeah, that's starting to ring bells. Cause I think I heard something about like Pokemon. Ball. Yeah. Like Pokemon. Pokemon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if you bought his NFT, you got something like specific, like you got to be there when he opened. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that's I can't crazy. remember what it was. I, but, but you got something like he sold you this digital trading card and then you got to do something else with it. Exclusive thing. Yeah. 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 And I was like, hmm, that's really cool, dude. And he just like absolutely crushed it. It's weird. I, yeah. I don't actually. like Logan Paul, but he, <laughs> but he's, but whoever he's talking to or whatever he learned, like businessman wise, like he absolutely knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I don't like, I think he's a punk, but I also think that's part of his ruse. <laughs> Like I also that's think that's part how he of makes, his, his, makes his money. But yeah, part of whatever. his character. Yeah, like the or old Conor McGregor before he got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> it usually happens until you get beat until up. When you get beat up. <laughs> then you get beat that's up why, that's why you've got to prolong getting yeah. beat up as long as you can. Because some people just can't take getting beat because, up. Man. Well, because yeah. then you then you get humble and then you start realizing what's going on. You know well, what I'm That's saying? hilarious. On that, on that real fast, I was just looking at something the other day and they were talking about, uh, asking about these fighters that, you don't see hear about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and this one guy just raised it. I think it was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, probably. And he said some people just could not get their ass kicked. Yeah. Dang. Once you once you're this guy up here and you yeah. go into the ring and some guy's chase been chasing you forever and he puts an end to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. try to come back the next time and you get beat again, you're done. Right, yeah, right. It does something to you, right? Well, and it's the old thing. I grew up playing sports. I taught it to my son. I said, listen, man, anybody can go into that ring or on that field on any given day. Yeah. And beat and, you. and turn the whole tide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I this agree. is so this is what it was. Uh Logan Paul sold these NFTs as a contest. So if you bought one of his NFTs, then you would uh, receive a first edition pack of Pokemon cards okay, that's that were worth good. 40 grand. Oh my. And, and a free trip out to LA to attend a Pokemon card unboxing stream with him on February 27th. In so person. I guess, so yeah. So I guess oh this must've been a while ago, but, but, uh, that's but dude, crazy. that's, but that's the thing, right? Like yeah, that's, that's it. That's the new trend. That's the new dude. You sell an NFT like that. And it's like this digital trading card. Like there's nothing special about it. Right. Like yeah. as far, like, by itself, right? I, I'd say it's like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Right? Like you can have a picture. I can have a screenshot of a Mona Lisa on my picture, but on my phone, but that's not the same as having the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? That's what, that's what it's anyway. So it's in crazy. a way, so yeah. yeah. So, so in a way we're artists going back to the, yeah. So like physical. artists can do that, right? Yeah. Not only are you going to buy my single, but it's also going to give you X, Y, and Z, right? Like, mm. and, and, and it's a way for artists to take like complete control and autonomy of their whole system. Wow. Dude, it's pretty I'm gonna cool. have to look into that. Yeah, you're gonna have, I'm to, have look to look into, into that, it. Along that sure. line, how do you get yours out besides the radio? Uh mostly just streaming, like uh yeah, Spotify. Just, just Spotify. You, know, you got a big Spotify, you got a big Spotify following. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's grown. It's yeah. It's getting big, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't I, to be honest, I don't even pay attention <laughs> to any of it. I don't even know. Good for you. That's hard, dude. Yeah, but it is. That's exactly what you should do. It's good and bad, right? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. like Oh yeah, I have these numbers. I didn't realize that. And then 
but then it's also like you don't want to be obsessed with it, you know, because there's people that get too obsessed with it and they get yeah. lost in it, you know. And that's true. You got to find a line. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, mostly just streaming, but Spotify is like my main, my main one. And, and yeah. I work with distro kids. So you pretty much buy a service where you pay like a yearly fee and then you're able to just upload your song there and then they upload everything to iTunes and everything. Yeah, you, that's you great. You have dude. to buy $5 Memorex tapes at the concert. Really? <laughs> Take our music home. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, do that anymore. but Something, you know, then yeah. there's a whole streaming thing and, you know, yeah, they the, get their yeah. cut and then, you know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that essentially like, um, what if you could just remove all that and be on a platform where everybody's already at? Because I mean, like, it's not a joke, right? Like you can't like, um. Logan Paul can't make $5 million in a day if no one's buying these things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And if nobody is interacting on these platforms, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, it's yeah, really cool. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm going to have to go research it because you're the second person <laughs> this week. My roommate actually brought it up. He's, oh, really? He's a big uh, Logan Paul fan. Yeah. And he like kind of briefly like explained it to me and I was just yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. now I'm like, oh but, crap, this but, is picking well, up. Well, but it doesn't make any sense if you're like, if you look at little Logan Paul situation, you're like, that's dumb, right? Like if you don't like Pokemon, you don't like, Lo yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't like any of this stuff? Oh. Are you plugging it in? You need to. Yeah, go ahead. Let me help you. We need a, we need a bigger computer. Yeah. Don't tell my wife though. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you don't like Pokemon and you don't like Logan Paul, then it's dumb. Then yeah. you're like, this is stupid. Right. Or if you see NBA top shot and you're like, I can just watch the game. Like I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> or like I can screen record whatever's happening. Yeah. Um, but when you think about it like that, when you think about it, like, no, I can get on the other end of this mm -hmm. and sell somebody my music who really likes it. Exactly. And, and offer like real value to them in this. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's what, uh, like I remember I don't, con uh, I don't consume like Gary V's content as much anymore, but sure. I always remember him talking about like just being early, like an early adapter to like, yeah. to these like, yeah. trends and stuff, jumping on things early. Oh, Gary V, if you, if you, the, the first place you'll ever hear about NFTs is from Gary V. I'm sure. Because yeah. he like freaking loves it, dude. He's all about it. For I believe it. See, that's what I'm saying. He's, <laughs> he's always like, on these early trends. He's just like NFTs. This is it. Well, and I've always been a fan of like decentralization because I think that's a great way. Like, um, I think, I think that's the ideal voting, uh, mm -hmm. way to vote is a decentralized blockchain vote. Mm -hmm. Um, but that'll never happen because of what you can do with voting. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Of like of all this stuff with like if there was a way to like digitally cer certify a vote, mm -hmm. like with no questions, like this is it. Um, because when you like anyway, imagine that you had one hundred percent proof that this vote was accurate and mm -hmm. that only people who could vote voted. Mm -hmm. Like that would change the world. And 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 not only that, but you could vote from your cell phone. You could just be like Yeah. It's I crazy. Mean, eventually, bro. you know. Yeah, I so hope so. Get there. Dude, it'll, I hope come so. Down. Yeah, it'll I hope come. So. We'll get there. That World War Three may happen. <laughs> I really believe. By the way, I really believe that. I'm crazy, like on that train. By the way, so am I. But I'm glad I'm, <laughs> down, I'm glad I'm on the downhill slide, man. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to be around for that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. But anyway, that's cool, bro. That's funny, y'all. You say that. You say that because I I heard somewhere like I don't know. I follow a lot of like spiritual like YouTubers mm -hmm. and like channels. Yeah, and like I remember um, one of them saying like. Uh, World War Three is already happening, but in a spiritual sense, you know, in yeah. the spiritual world. Oh, it. I believe that. Yeah. And so, like, that's it's not going to be physical, but it's going to be spiritual, you know, and that's what we've been going through right now.
Yeah, it really you know? is. So, like, I mean, that gets really deep too, you know, where people <laughs> like, you know, like some people don't under, like, I don't know, like it can be very. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. It can be just very, not a lot of people like to talk about it, you know, yeah, like yeah, spiritual yeah. stuff or whatever, but that's just like but let's the roll. vibe I'm on it. You know? <laughs> but I do feel what everything we're talking about now is going to be good for like listens, you know, like <laughs> to tag these things like we were just talking about these topics. I hope so. Dude. Hopefully it brings in some so, listens. Bro, right? Let's go and get, and get you up, dude. Cause that's what I like about um, what, I, what I've got going on and why I was really uh, drawn to Dre and that whole pod immunity mm-hmm. that they have, you know, cause there's a few of them. Uh, you saw on my laptop. You got other side of the beehive. These guys are the 27th hour podcast. Nice. Yeah. He was um, telling, uh, I've heard Dre talk about them. He helps like produce. Yeah. Them, right? I think he does produce them. Um, and I was on their show. I, I sponsor. Yeah. I sponsor both of those guys and they're a lot of, they're nice. a lot of fun. That one's like yeah. at the tattoo shop, right? Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. This guy's got an insane studio. Insanity. That's Bro, crazy. It's really cool. Dude. It's I know. Got like a, it's got like a wood burning fire like heater back here. And like, it's very, it's really cool, man. He makes all the metal work in his, in his, cause he's also like a, a metal fabricator, like a metal artist. That's cool. Um, as well as like a tattoo artist. So that's cool. They yeah. do, they do really good stuff. And these guys are fun, dude. Angel's like hilarious. He's so funny. <laughs> um, but why, why I was, uh, I was, uh, and Justin's great. Um, but why I was drawn to these guys, uh, was cause they, they really like their whole goal is to just help people build, like their, their career. Nice. Like if we can give up, if we can set up a platform and help people jumpstart something and, and with whatever little I have, you know, that's what I'd like to do. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Man. Dude, it is. It's, it's helping people. Yeah. Like it's really helping is. people. When you brought up like the spiritual thing, it's always an interesting statistic to me. And I don't know if it's changed, but I'll, I'll repeat it forever, no matter what. But one of the statistics they have of like the 12 step program is, is step 12 is to help somebody, right? Really? Like to coach somebody and like, like uh, stay on the path and help somebody if you can. Wow. Um, and they did a survey where like, if you didn't complete step 12, you had like an astronomical chance of relapse. Wow. Like if you didn't complete and like, and some theories are like, well, you didn't complete the whole thing. So obviously, but it's, it's also funny that the last one is like service. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's <laughs> it, it is the last one, it but it's also like this service aspect. that's not found anywhere in the other 12 100%. steps. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, the, I've always yeah. been a big person to service. Like in high school, we were always, yeah. I was part of like, you know, different clubs and stuff that were all about service. Yeah. Now it was funny because I felt like I was living kind of like a double life in a way. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, low key, I was like, yeah, because, you know, a lot of at least in like the hip hop world or whatever, a lot of it, you know, is associated with maybe, you know, kind of like 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 in rock, you know, like yeah. the rock yeah. star life, like partying <laughs> crazy, you know, and like with rap and all that, it was kind of yeah. like that too. I used to have this idea of like, Oh, well, if you're a rapper, you have to have the street cred and this and that, da, da, da. Oh yeah. But yeah, realistically, yeah, yeah. like when I was doing music and in high school, I was really this dude doing service and, you know, about the community. I'm like, I was never ashamed of it. Like I remember yeah, we used to go to like elementary school uh, and t- uh, like tutor the kids. And I remember one time we did like a little presentation for them and, I kind of like rap for them, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's kind of cheesy, but I mean, it's just like, but it works though. It works. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? Cheese sells, dude. It does. Cheese sells, bro. 
<laughs> I used to say that. I used to say that like when we were I worked at a car dealership for a long time and they're like I would tell people afterwards like yeah we did this promotion and it was like cheesy as hell bro <laughs> like nobody would buy this and people bought it every time so I love cheese yeah I don't care how cheesy something is bro like if it if it works it works because cheese yeah. sells <laughs> yeah I agree yeah man 100% 100% that's cool bro but yeah so um you know, I don't want to take your whole day, but like, where can people find you? Plug yourself. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just, uh, recently rebranded myself. So everything is under Santos Hawad WW. That stands for worldwide. Cause that's like the vibe that I'm on, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm, it's no more like, Oh, Utah. Like, yeah, good. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. or one continent. It's like, I want to, I want to be able to be like worldwide, you know, like yeah. again, another influence from Pitbull, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sense, but yeah, I mean, so that's my social medias. Everything is under that. And then on Spotify and all streaming platforms, it's Santos Hawad. Okay. And so, yeah, that was another reason why I rebranded myself because before it was Santos uh, Guzman, my last name, Okay. but there was actually another artist in Mexico with the same name and it was kind of an issue with finding me. So I was like, yeah, right, I gotta okay. be more something that stands out a little bit different. That's a good point, dude. I mean, so. that, yeah, that's a good point. I, I wish like, um, I've had to like, uh, really kind of like take my podcast and kind of put it back on me. Cause yeah, the thinking project, there was a lot of like other really close podcasts out there that I was like, Oh man, this sucks. So yeah. the name's the same, but I understand what you're saying because yeah, it's tough. And like making sure that you're different mm-hmm. is, is a good thing, bro. Yeah. And for the longest time I, I was kind of a, I think we all go through that. We're a little afraid of being different or being us yeah. essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so now that's been my biggest goal is just embracing who I am 100% as far as like publicly, you yeah. know, and yeah. And everything. And I mean, I've never had a problem with it, but now it's just as far as the branding goes. Right. You know, and some people won't understand it or no, but it's okay. Like (laughs) it's for the ones that understand it, you know, like that's like, that's why, like I brought you the candle and you did the candle. Cause it's just like, we were, it's just like, it's a, it's bigger than music for me, you know, I'm I'm a spiritual person, you know, and, and yeah. Good for you, man. Where can they get your merchandise? Where can they get yours? So actually I, so with the candles, that was just like a kind of a trial run. Like, so we never, we never made, like, we only made like 200 of them. Okay. And, you know, we, like, we were going to sell them at a show and it, what, long story short, it didn't really sell. Yeah. You know? And so I just told myself, you know what, I'm going to just like gift these out to people that right. I've like other creatives that I've been working with because they've been sitting in like my closet for like <laughs> maybe a year now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, did you get them during 2020? I, it was like early 2020, yeah, maybe dude, late yeah. uh, 2019. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it didn't, yeah. Yeah. Nothing but, worked for anybody. But. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yes, but, uh, but right now though, I am working on, uh, launching some hats actually. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be doing pre-orders like on all my social medias. So I'm not to the website stage yet or the shop of uh, okay. Shopify stage yet, Yeah, but I'm just going to be taking pre-orders these next few days. Awesome. Cool, man. So just to, to start step one, you know, cause I think a lot of the time we think, uh, sometimes we, we stop, we get stopped in the process cause we think we need to have right. all these different things yeah, yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. like, no, we have all the resources just to start and then you grow it. Right. Yeah, right. exactly, dude. And so, yep. Yeah, I said, you know, uh, that's a very common theme in the business world is you don't have to have everything ready to go. You just got to start mm-hmm. and then you kind of figure it out as you go. Like, 
uh, I've, I've just been an early proponent from early on, like that you commit and then first, and then you figure it out. Like I want to do this and then we take baby steps. And if it looks ugly at the beginning, that's totally fine. In fact, I was listening to a, um, really successful business owner from like Australia. I think it was on like founder or something. And she was like, if you're, if your product is perfect, you launch too late. Mm. And I was like, wow. bro. And this is from, and she built like a few billion dollar businesses. She said that she started one of her businesses, um, without any products or anything. And she just started building like a brand, this, Mm -hmm. the, you know, this Instagram, she did, wasn't selling anything. Mm -hmm. She was just putting, she just had a bunch of mock-ups of her product, of her future product. Nice. And she was like putting them up and like getting followings and like, and she got her, she got her Instagram up to like 10,000 followers. And then she did her product launch. Wow. And that was it, dude. It was a wrap after that. It was, that's crazy. You know, her first day she sold out of everything. That's amazing. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's freaking cool. Like, why didn't they teach that in school, (laughs) man? (laughs) They don't teach you life. (laughs) They don't teach you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's cool, bro. Well, uh, you're killing it. I hope you keep crushing it, bro. Thank you. Thanks for joining me.